Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Take Note Podcast. Hello, Randy. How are you? Hi, George. I'm good. And uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, episode 12, Rand. Can you imagine episode 12 na tayo? Mm-hmm. Grabe. Last time, episode 11 lang. I know. And it's already po episode... Oh, my goodness. Exactly. And oh. you know what I realized? You know what I realized? What? What? Next episode is episode 13. Oh, no, Grabe. George. No, you're kidding me. You and Medjo, <laughs> I had a hard time. Grabe. Grabe. Yes. Grab. And at, uh, I mean, at 6 million listeners, not doing bad, no? Not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's better than 13 because it's daw 13. So let's do 14 na lang next time. Okay. Hindi ako na. Hindi ako na. Diyan naniniwala sa mga ganyan ran sa swerte ganyan kasi talaga bakit ako eh. <laughs> Ay, <nako. laughs> Oo nga. Thank you so much for tuning in to Take Note the podcast if this is your first time listening um we have 11 tama ba 11 previous kasi 12 to, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Where we talk about uh, different uh, life decisions, and Randy and I are not here to preach to you or to tell you what to do, but simply to share insights and experiences to help you make an informed decision. So all you need to do is listen and take and note. Take yeah. note. Wait, wait, wait. So, so we want to well, George. We want to welcome those who are joining us for the first time. Um, yeah, we'd like we'd love you to, uh, to to get something from the podcast. As, as George said, we're not here to preach. Uh, you just have to take note. I also want to welcome those who have been joining us, um, yes. you know, from the beginning. And then we we'd, we'd like to continue to ask you to share and tag your friends, tell them about this because who knows, you know, someone might benefit from this podcast. Thank you so much for all of our faithful listeners. Seven of you. Oh yeah, eight yeah. Eight, eight, eight tama mo si Jed. Yeah. Yes. We also want to thank the team, the fantastic team. There's a, a fantastic team you don't hear on this mm-hmm. podcast, but they do all of the hard work. Tayo enjoy lang tayo, di ba? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you wanna hear you wanna hear them guys. <laughs> 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 I <laughs> know. Next, next time, next time, next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so mid-year runs. It's July, and uh, I don't know about. Uh, I f- no, I do remember. Pero tama no. Uh, the season shift in June. Tama ba? It's rainy season in Manila. Yes. yes. No, I'm I'm in yeah. New Zealand, and the season shifted in June as well. We are in winter. Kayo. Winter wow. Or um. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Taglamig ng puso. Naks. Oh, um, sabi, sabi nila, di ba, Rans, dalawa lang naman ang weather sa Manila. <laughs> Wet and wetter. Uh, <laughs> hot and hotter. Apat pala. Yeah, it's, 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 really, it's really very hot. Um, and I can imagine, George, winter. You know, I, lo- I love the cold. And, uh, I know. I've been to New Zealand several times. And, uh, you know, I, I just love it when it's winter time. Because it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, negative, negative. 
but, yeah, but it's di yeah. naman oh, fourteen yep. ten mm. six maybe in the morning ah, sometimes two three si Randy hindi yan nagjajacket pag nasa lamig yung gustong gusto niya yan yung yung taglamig in in other yep. countries yep so yeah talking about seasons George ah uh, I, I I don't know I don't know when this is in New Zealand but I I think in Canada and in uh, the U.S., they have this thing that they called Boxing Day or something. Are you mm. familiar, George? Boxing Day here is December 26. Okay. So, so what do you do during a box when you when you go through when you celebrate Boxing Day? Seriously, the way I understand yeah. Boxing Day is because of all the presents. Um, you get on December 25, on 26, you're packing up the boxes or you're putting away the boxes. And mm-hmm. that, I, I honestly think that is the reason why it's called that. And and that's also the biggest sale of the year, supposedly. So a lot of people here and in Australia, they don't buy gifts before Christmas. They wait till Boxing Day para makatipid sila. So parang mm-hmm. na sila with some of their loved ones. Oh, after Boxing Day sa New Year, ko nilang bibigay regalo ko. <laughs> Yeah, and and also Boxing Day is the time to to put in the box things that you will not use. Oh, okay. Yes. You know, so, that might be yeah. more accurate. Yeah, so you 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 put it in a box. In a way, you remove uh, the unnecessary things or or stuff that you would normally have around. And uh, I, I I say that because George, today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about not the boxing. But the act, the act of of uh, um, determining which helps us or determining with uh, things that are beneficial to us or yes. or and, and those that are not. Very good. Parang detox, kumbaga, a mid-year detox. Have you ever yes. done detox before? No, but I, I regularly detox <laughs> every day without the help of any... <laughs> And any meds or something, but but that's different. I haven't I haven't gone through a serious detox, really. I, I I've done through I I've gone through a juice fast, um, and mm-hmm. that was really good. Um, but then yeah, other people are very serious about detoxing. A lot of people do it in the beginning of the year, but uh, today I think we're let's call this our mid-year detox. Oh, yeah. mid-year detox. Okay, but but. but Again, yung detox, diba? Uh, you're trying to get rid of the things in your body that you that aren't that you don't want, basically. And just like what yeah. you said, putting in the yeah. box or putting away or identifying the things that you don't want any anymore. Not just in your body, but in your life, mm-hmm. because there mm-hmm. are a lot of things around that we hold on to, that we keep, that we have, that we should not be, or 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 might be taking over our lives and making our lives less you know, less optimized or happy or less, yeah. you know, uh, not what we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here in the Philippines, George, uh, we, we don't usually call it detox or something in, uh, when you talk about that. Uh, but to, to make it simple, general cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the term general cleaning. So we're going to clean. That's objective ko every weekend runs. Uh, <laughs> So, So we'll do some general cleaning, and how do you really how do you really go about it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
uh, we did a survey a- across the world, and um, these are the, <laughs> the the six top things that we want to, f- you know, um, set aside or put aside or let go of or put in a box or detox our lives from or clean out or clear out from our lives. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. Rans? Yeah, th- th- these are these are things that 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 are normal to us, but yes. you know, in 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 very close circumspect, uh, we realize that you know, we can we can do without these. Be- because that's the thing about detox, Rans, parang or or cleaning. There there are actually things that creep up on you. They, for example, when you say general cleaning, there the stuff is just there over the years, mm-hmm. and you. You know, it's not as if you said, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm going to keep it beyond the time that I should or I'm going to turn it into clutter or, you know, or in your body, you don't consciously say, I'm going to stuff my body with bad things, things that I don't want. It's just life happens and you have, you know, certain activities and before you know it, you need to clean out your system. And so these are... Six things that uh, we want to talk about today. What's number one, bro? Yeah, number one, debts. <laughs> debt. We yeah, debt, debt. Um, credit debts, deba. Debt. Okay. Parang ano yun? So it's, it's going goods. Oh, goods, foods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> debt, debt. We want to get rid of that. I mean, you know, the uh, debt is something that yeah, that it creeps on you before you know it. You're 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 acquiring debts and you're piling them up, not because you want to, but uh, let's face it, George. Times are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if you're really not careful and you're not deliberate, um, it 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 could it could affect you in a big way eventually. So you yes you 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 want to give up, you know, to to uh, you want to get this out of your system or get this out of your life, but. It's easier said than done, though. I know. And and I think that's something that I can imagine almost everyone wants to be. It's just the idea of being debt-free and yeah. not owing anyone. But at the same time, I, I hear about some people who are a slave to their debts, you know, and mm-hmm. to their debt. And sometimes it even becomes a vicious cycle where you borrow money to pay off your debt and then you're in debt to someone else and you start out being in debt to one person or one entity and before you know it you're in debt to 10 entities and mm-hmm. or 10 people and you're just constantly borrowing to pay borrowing to pay and it's 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 dangerous i know people who are like that and i thank god that i i feel i could have been on that path can i tell a story right when i was sure, in sure. fourth year college when i was in fourth year college I was pre-approved for a credit card. And this is what, 1997, okay? Mm-hmm. And they do a very smart thing. At that time, they will tell you, you know what, you're pre-approved. You don't need to do any checks. What You just have to fill up this card, this form, and you have a credit card. Ang galing. And I had never owned a credit card. Obviously, I was fourth year college and Rans. I just started buying stuff on credit buying stuff on credit because it was so easy it was so and and can i just share i'm very embarrassed about this but i will be vulnerable and share it mm-hmm. i bought things on credit without knowing how i was gonna pay for them okay <laughs> and, and my parents came to the rescue at some point that's how irresponsible i was mm-hmm. 
and and it it was I felt it became an addiction because of the rush that you get when you buy something new and especially because it was so simple you just had to swipe that card and it came to a point when thank god uh, I came to my senses and I I cut up that credit card literally cut it up with a pair of scissors and I said to myself that day I said lord help please be my provider such that there will never be anything that I need so badly that I will need mm-hmm. to borrow money for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that, that's been my prayer. So until now, we don't have credit cards. We used to in Manila, but when we, or did we? I think we don't. I think we had a debit card. But until now, for, since I got married, we, we've done away with our credit cards mm-hmm. and, and, and that's us that's my experience and I did that because of how I saw I handled it and I realized maybe I'm not the best at handling this yeah of, you know this kind of debt yeah yeah credit cards are for convenience and uh, if you if you know how to use your credit cards it will it will work for you uh, mm-hmm. but but George even the Bible says that uh, uh, we should stay away from debt uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's in Romans. It says, "Oh, no debt to anyone, but the debt to love." But so, of love, yes, yeah, debt of love. Uh, so, so the first part says, "Oh, no debt to anyone." So, um, I guess, I guess this is a commandment, or this is a command because because we have a God who provides. <laughs> so, but but, but how do you get out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I, I just wanted to clarify or ask because I've heard that there's such a thing as good debt and bad debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, your take here's, on that? yeah, here's what I think it is. You know, um, it's, it, it, it is about convenience and the, the facility of the use of money. So there are good debts. Um, so when is it good debt? When yeah, is it. Bad it when when you borrow for business and you have a way to pay for it, uh, you you put up a business, you borrow an amount, but you have projections and you do your due diligence, you study, you make your feasibility studies, your PNLs, and you know that there will be money coming in to pay for the debt. That's a good debt. That means uh, you know you you don't you don't have to 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 shell out your own money or. or, or so in other words, debt that helps you make money. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or maybe not necessarily make helps you make money, but for essentials or for well, no, you said business, but I think it can also be for essentials, like things that you really need versus just wants or things that you can live. Yeah, even even if you're going if you're going to uh, use a credit card for the things that you need, you just have to make sure that you have a means to pay it. Sabaga, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you say you need it, yeah. If you, okay. Yeah, here, here's, here's the thing. If, if you know that it can help generate money for you, and if you factor in the, you know, the, the repayment schedule or something, um, then, then it's good debt. Bad debt is, is just borrowing for the sake of borrowing and, and not having or knowing a way to, to, to pay up. Yep. And so you so, were saying a while ago, so how do you get out? So, so, so how do you get out of that? Um, how, you know, you, you've listened to, to uh, advice on social media and uh, from financial gurus, etc., etc. 
But I think the bottom line is um, just don't spend beyond your means. Uh, be simple. So just just make that first step or decide that you will not. Uh, if you can't afford it, uh, don't buy it. Uh, because it's easy to buy things, as you said, George. It's easy to buy things even if you can't afford them because the banks allow you to <laughs> to borrow, and, and, and that's good. Yeah. And having a credit card doesn't mean you can afford it. Just because you can get it now with credit doesn't mm. have to mean you afford it. Affording is having the means for it um, or guaranteed means for it down the line. And again, assess yeah. whether or not it's something you can live without. And if it's something you, yeah, um, yeah, very good. Me, very good. Me, me, number one, make a decision. Number two, uh, when you've made the decision to get out of debt, make sure... Um, you, you you make a payment schedule and and be faithful to it. Uh, pay pay up regularly, and uh, you know so that it doesn't pile up. And uh, you have to make a commitment to, to to pay whether it's 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 a painful decision or not. Um, but you have to be you have to paying up pay you have to be paying up. Yep. And and I think. It may not be realistic to say don't spend while you have debt such that you have to pay all debts first. Maybe it's not realistic to say may utang ka pa, so stop spending for other things. Uh, but at least pay attention to your debt and at least pay it incrementally. Hindi yung you have windfall tapos not, none of it goes to your debt. I mean, I mean that's just my thought because for me it, it felt great when we were finally debt free for, uh, for something, a big ticket item that we mm -hmm. borrowed money for, which we really need. It, it, it was for our car, um, and it wasn't even a fancy car. It was a second-hand car, but it was, you know, well-suited for my family. When we finally paid that off, man, the freedom I felt, grabe. But I remember um, a friend who borrowed money from me, and he owed me money, and he kept telling me he couldn't pay me every time I would ask him. But later on, makikita ko bago yung sapatos niya. Ganon. <laughs> so, syempre ako, inisip ko, teka, teka, di ba? Bakit, di ba? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's just something I think uh, is and, you know, yeah. responsible. And or... The other thing, George, is you have to take note of the interest rate. Uh, did you know that, uh, like, if you're paying for a credit card, uh, pay, paying up uh, or, or trying to... Uh, Pay. Okay, George, you, you also have to take note of the interest rate because different credit cards they have different interest rates, but the normal is 3.6, 3.6%, okay, per month, month mm -hmm. on month. So um, you don't just pay the minimum. You don't just pay the minimum. So that otherwise you'll, you'll be paying for interest forever. And if you don't pay, you get charged 3.6%. That's month on month. So at the end of the year, if you don't pay, you know, that's uh, your uh, principal plus 36%. So mm -hmm. that's, that's going to that's gonna kill you. Uh, so, so take note of the interest rate. And what you need to do is to consolidate everything and maybe um, get, uh, get into uh, another another. What do you call this? Get get into another scheme, where or or uh, get into uh, 
a, a facility or a vehicle that will that will make you pay less interest. So between mm. a three point six percent interest, and maybe you can consolidate and maybe uh, borrow for one point two percent. So uh, that that reduces the amount and uh, small small bits, you know, pay bit by bit, and eventually. Um, you're going to be debt free. So there, there's more to that, but it's too long to discuss here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So but yeah, let's let's try to make that an objective to be debt free or to detox mm-hmm. or to clean up some debt in our life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. two is clutter. Yeah. Material, clutter. particularly material, uh, material things that clutter uh, physical space. In our life, mm-hmm. all right, in, um, George. In your in your house or in your house right now, <laughs> um, do you have clutter? Um, these are things man. that you, you don't really need it, but you get it. Or sometimes man. you don't even have to buy it. Sometimes it, it's given okay. as a gift. Yeah. Uh, all right. I admit that I I am a hoarder. All right. That's that's the truth. I am the absolute opposite of my wife. My wife wants to give food to people mm-hmm. like for their birthday or whatever because it will be consumed and it won't add clutter. Ako, I like giving cards. I like giving souvenirs. I like mm-hmm. giving, to be honest, I actually like giving things that they may not actually use but will look at and remind them <laughs> of the occasion or our friendship but they're actually not useless but not functional. Mm-hmm. But there are things that they'll put on display. But, but, but the truth is, I have no idea if they're going to put it on display or not or if it just ends up either in the trash or in a box or somewhere in a corner and it's just piling up gathering dust. And and I'll be yeah. very honest. I don't know why. It might be one of my love languages. But I get a I get a kick out of it. I have a hard time not giving a card. I have a hard time not giving something that is symbolic. My wife wants... You know, she doesn't want to add more clutter to their life. Tapos magkaibang magkaiba kami. Yung kotse ng wife ko, her trunk, there's nothing in the trunk of her car. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's an open space, <laughs> empty space. Ako, lalo na nung single, di ba yung mga trunk natin, may basketball uh, bag, yeah, yeah, sapatos, yeah. basketball, tools, eh, whatever. Hindi lang yun, meron pang ano, soiled clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Labada, di ba? And then you you have what I mean if you're in production or you're in ministry you have what uh, instruments or or some gadgets or whatever or I mean and and we used to fight about that all the time and she would say we need space so that we'll put space you know ahonaman but that's why there's space so that we can put stuff <laughs> Yeah I, it, it I raise my hand man because does. When, when we do declutter and get rid it's hard for me it's painful for me to throw stuff but mm-hmm. when we finally do i do admit it does feel a lot better yeah because but, it can start out as clutter but eventually it, it will become an attachment yeah something yeah. that you can't get rid of like clothes george yeah mm-hmm. i know i i understand you because you know i i totally relate to that because my wife also she you know, every time she'd give me a gift or anyone, maybe she'd, she'd uh, give them the gift and the receipt at the same time so that if they decide not to, to use mm-hmm. that or something, uh, they decide to return it, it's easier. 
Okay, yeah, she's considering that. But yeah, I can so relate, especially clothes, George. Um, I tried several times giving away uh, shirts, pants, um, just to declutter. But eventually, eventually, after a few months, I'm back to where I started uh, because I just like keeping clothes and getting clothes and buying clothes. But <laughs> but I heard I heard someone someone say that if you don't use it for six months, then it's not yours. I, I, you I know? know I've heard two months. Two months? Oh. In, in, I heard a priest say one week. If there's something wow. that you don't use in one week, it, it belongs to a less fortunate person. Oh, wala namang ganyan. Six months mo na. Six months. <laughs> and then let's, let's, uh, let's work our way to six to two weeks, to one week. No, but then I, I have heard that. And um, yeah, and, and you know, one thing that helped Rands uh, was us moving. Because when we moved, and we've moved three, two, two times as a family. Can I say something really funny? Uh, when I, I came to Australia, I went to Australia ahead by one month and to find a house so that when they come in, cut and paste na lang. They just arrive, going to, you know, settle into the house. I was staying with a relative first while I was looking for a house. I found the house. And when I found the house, while I was hunting for a house, Dinah was packing up our life. And we had 16 boxes in Manila. We were going to bring 16 boxes to Australia. Then, then that's our life. Shoes, material things, whatever. Baby stuff because Anton was two, year old, two years old. Everything that we owned that we wanted to bring with us, 16 boxes. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it's not that much. You're talking about two. You know, I was 40. Dinah was 30 plus. That's a long life to live in. Accumulate stuff, diba? I don't mm-hmm. think 16 boxes is that much. But the funny thing is, when I got to the house and when I finally signed the lease for it, I'm like, you know what? 16 boxes isn't going to fit. Mm-hmm. So I called Dinah and I said, I don't think there's space for all of that stuff. And even I felt I was standing in that empty house and I felt, wow, sarap naman ito. It's so much space. Let's not clutter it. And so you know what she did? In two weeks before flying to Australia, she downsized. She cut down 16 boxes to guess how many boxes? 15? <laughs> five. five boxes. Oh my goodness. She downsized to five boxes. And of course, her parents or our friends brought one box at a time coming back, but not too many. Yeah? She was able to cut it down to five boxes. And over the phone or over, you know, messenger she would show me okay are we giving this away give away etong shoes <laughs> and you know when i lived for one year on like two pairs of pants i think two jeans and then three slacks because for work and because we didn't sweat that much in in australia it was very dry uh weather i realized wow i i don't need that much actually mm-hmm. <laughs> You actually don't need. I had like six pairs of shoes, I think, out of... I have a lot of shoes, man. I have a lot of shoes. But at that time, I was able to survive. And so I think those are the moments that help us remember or realize that there are a lot of things we can live without. And I think one way to do it is, I mean, I know it's hard to detach before you throw it or put it aside because that's always the issue you're attached that's why you can't give it up tama ba diba yeah but yeah 
Diba, sabi ni Bo, the action precedes clarity or you you do, you act, then the feelings follow. Just like loving your neighbor. You don't feel lovey-lovey before you mm-hmm. love. You make a decision mm-hmm. to forgive or you make a decision to love and then that decision will hopefully unlock the feeling and the feeling will come after. I think one way to do it is to actually just close your eyes and just put it aside or take a deep breath or, or ask someone else to pack it up for you without you knowing Mm-hmm. And when it's gone, that's when it's easier to detach from it. That's my theory. <laughs> because my wife has thrown away or given away so many things without my knowing. One day I'll say, oh, where's my thing? She goes, oh, I gave it away. I didn't tell you. And then, gusto magalit. Why did you? Then I realized, wait a minute. You know what? It's it's okay. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you know, George, we're, we're the same. I have lots of shoes. Um, sometime during the pandemic, right? I tried to, I think there was one time I gave away nine pairs. Wow. Nine, nine pairs of That's shoes. That's amazing. And, and I still had two cabinets of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, and now I was going through my, my stuff. Uh, you, you know how rub, rubber shoes gets, uh, stiff. Mm, brittle or yeah. Brittle. Yeah. When, when you don't use it. Um, I, I think. Going through that, I think I have about two or three that are already brittle. And in fact, I, I, I wore one. It's a, my, my boat shoes. Okay. I didn't wear it for two years and it was already brittle and it's kind of, you know, hard, it hardened the soul. But I still used it. You know what happened? I was going out of, of uh, the nerd house, our business. I was going out. And I slipped because it, it, it was so slippery. I mean, it didn't oh, have wow. any traction at all. So that, that you know, that I realized that, yeah, I, I really should give, give some, uh, some of these away because instead of uh, it, you know, rotting there, yeah. someone else might use it. And and Jesus said, Diba, if you store, don't store up riches on earth where moths get to them and where things rot away. So he, yeah. he's pretty wise in saying that things really do rot, and yeah. I guess that's really what happens when you, because you, what you don't use, you lose. You know, it's still there, but you lose yeah. it in the sense that it loses its functionality or it mm-hmm. it decays, it rots, and and it ends up useless. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's not easy, but my what has helped me is if I wait until I'm detached from it, I'll never throw it away or I'll never give it away. I have to do it quickly, like ripping off a band-aid. And mm-hmm. when I do it, that's when I start to feel a little detached. And you'll never realize it or discover that until you do it. So that's one recommendation I can give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So time to declutter, also, guys. Yeah. 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 Thinking so about the, the people who don't have as much. Yeah. Before we go to the next, uh, I, I just remembered there's there's this what they call that uh, Marie Kondo or something. Marie Kondo, the girl. Marie yeah. Kondo. Yeah. So you do that. Uh, just that's one way of decluttering also. <laughs> Hiring someone no? or asking a friend, diva right? or yeah, yeah. Or watch those videos and see. They're very inspiring, huh? They're, they're mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. inspiring to see. Um, yeah, Anian, uh, if you're trying to throw something away, you you ask, does this really bring me joy, real joy? And if it brings you joy, then fine, you keep it. But if it's not necessarily bringing you real joy, then you can 
thank you say goodbye to it thank it or thank god for it then you mm-hmm. pass it on to someone else exactamente okay number three mm-hmm. a college course that you don't like how wow. do you how do you free yourself from that <laughs> it's called shifting <laughs> can i can i can i share something okay Go. I, i think this is connected You know, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to become a doctor. Okay, so when when they asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I say, a doctor, why? So I can help people. And eventually, as I was uh, growing older, I, I, I know what I want to become. I wanted to become a doctor and I wanted to specialize in, 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 in to be a specialist. I want to be a cardiologist. So, uh, so, um, So that's what I wanted. And then I, I graduated high school. And then I took up BS Mathematics, major in computer science. So it was only when I was second year college, I was talking to a friend, a classmate. She, she's taking up bio, she was taking up biology. I asked her, so what will you become when you graduate? Biology. And she said, um, yeah, I can, I can be a teacher, an instructor. Or, and, or, or I can continue to medicine. And, and, and I realized, oh my goodness, no one gave me an advice that for me to become <laughs> a doctor, you have, to, you have to do that. So I took up BS Mathematics. I hated mathematics. The only reason why I took up mathematics was because of a teacher in high school who said, boys, I don't like mathematics. That's why I took mathematics. <laughs> and, I re- and I believed him. So... So, serioso. Serioso. So, so I realized sec- I was already second year college. And in my family, you don't shift. I mean, oh. you started it, you finish it. So mm. you don't shift. So I said, Interesting. Oh, so I, 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 you know, I, I said, I, I, okay, I'll finish college. And I did. So you can say that it's not something that I really like. Um, But I, I don't know how I lived through college. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, and maybe, maybe this is the thing that I want to share. It's okay to shift. <laughs> If you don't like the course, it's okay to shift. Because, you know, you, I, I, I went through an extra two years of college and while looking at students from, from the other course, a course that I really liked. And uh, so I did not become a doctor. I'm still an MD now. MD, mukhang doctor. Uh, <laughs> last night, I visited an aunt who was sick. And I was talking to the, <laughs> to the caregiver. While I was talking, sabi niya, uh, opo, opo, doc, ano po, doc? <laughs> Maybe because of the questions that I was asking. So sabi ko, I'm, I'm still an MD, mukhang doctor. Uh, <laughs> there. So, oh, yeah, gosh. if... How do you get how do you get rid of that thing the uh, college course that you don't like shift go ahead pursue follow your dreams you know what it's funny uh, not funny but it is true i guess that for for some people and i don't want to pretend as if i can relate to everyone so but i do acknowledge that for some people like you i can imagine it's hard to shift the thinking the, the thought of shifting is unthinkable either because of family pressure 
Or because you've spent so much already and you feel you don't have the means to start all over again. Or the pressure of not being left behind because you might mm-hmm. not graduate on time and all of that. I mean, there's a lot of social pressure in college. And and looking back at my college days, I can imagine that. How sad it would be, for example, to not graduate with your friends. Or mm-hmm. to have to start again and feel that you're left behind because everyone advanced already. And Two things I'm thinking of. One is, yes, I agree. It's okay to change your mind um, because, you know, especially if in your gut or in your heart you really feel it's it's not bringing you joy, you know? Um, and I feel it's unfair, Rans, that you have to, a lot of people think you have to figure out what you want to be before college. Mm-hmm. But... For some, that's actually the exact discovery period <laughs> when mm-hmm. you're taking the subjects, when you're, you know, I mean, and it's not your fault. I, maybe that's what I want to say. If there's anyone who suddenly feels they're not in the course they want, it's not bad that you feel that way. It's just real. Mm-hmm. Diba? It's not yep. bad. It's real. If it's mm-hmm. real, it's real. It's your truth. Now, if shifting is not an option for whatever reason, here's another thing, my second thought, that you, Rans, took up math, but you're not a mathematician right now. You are mm-hmm. an event director. You are a speaker. You are in yeah. the business of inspiration. You also don't have to get locked into that. Although the pressure sometimes also is, I spent so much and I'm not going to use it. But I think in the world today... Uh, it's become less and less, how do I say it? People are less and less locked in to yeah. what they studied. I, it's not, I'm not saying it's not valuable that you graduate from a certain course. Of course it is. But I don't think it's an ultimatum. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's uh, carved, you know, etched in stone that whatever you graduated from, you have to proceed. Yes, it might be more challenging, but. I've come to realize, especially here in New Zealand, people look at your course less and less and they actually look at what your last job was. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or your experience. Because, you know, the things you learn in school, apart from the knowledge and the, you get from subjects, are discipline or logic or putting things together. But once you get out of college, you start to experience things. And in, in, in some companies or in some fields, your hard experience after school actually counts so much more than what you studied in school. Yeah, it, it all boils down to your passion and what you're passionate about. Mm-mm. Because, you know, you may, you may take any course in college, but if you're passionate about something, it, 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 this is still what will wake you up in the morning. And eventually, if, if I said earlier that you follow your heart, eventually you'll do it. Like, only now do I realize that... Uh, you know, I wanted to become a doctor. I took up best mathematics, and now I'm in media. Um, and I realized that, you know, even in my childhood, I was interested in media. Now, for, for those of you who, maybe some of you are, are, are fortunate because someone has guided you, but, you know, me, I, no, one, no one told me what to take up. But I'm, <clears throat> I'm doing this, and I realized that even in my childhood, I was leaning towards media. And in fact, George, I'll just say this. I, I, I said this before. I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? You want me to do business or do you want me to do media? 
what do you want me to do? Uh, this is after college na. And then I prayed and I opened the, the Bible. I, I, I was led to the book of Tobit. And the words were very clear. And he went to media. So, <laughs> so I know, I know. So, see, I, I've planned my life really well. So, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing that. So, but, but again, it, as it, it all boils down to your passion. Uh, from, from, from medicine to math to media. Yes, yes. Your story. But I, I like what you said. You prayed to God and, and uh, I, I believe also that you're calling your passion. It, it's already etched in your heart. You know, yep. um, I heard Simon Sinek say something. He said, um, and this will probably lead us to the next, to the next thing that we need to free or get rid of or, or uh, uh, you know, release in our life. He said, you don't really find your passion. Passion is not necessarily what you do. It's how you view the world. So um, instead of looking for the perfect job where you do exactly what you want to do, you look for an organization that views the world, um, a world that you want to live in. And if you join that organization, you'll show up every day with passion. Mm-hmm. For, for, for example, I was so passionate working with you in SVR-TV because I was in charge of you know the broad creative side of Bose Ministry and and. You, you entrusted me with directing the events at some point, and I was passionate about all of that. But I realized ultimately what I was passionate about was not just the work, but more than the work was the vision, the world Bo wanted to create, uh, where people were welcome, where people were fed the word of God, where there was no discrimination and, and everyone had access to you know, this powerful experience that changed our lives. And I was so passionate about co-creating that world and that's what really drove me and now that i'm not in my job my former job i'm not doing events i'm not doing creative media i still want to be part of a world like that and so you know it's not just about what you do but what the vision is you know what 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 kind of world does that organization envision are you one with it? Is it the kind of world you want to live in? That will help you show up every day with passion. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and that's that's what number four is uh, a job that you're really not enjoying. And I, I, there must be so I don't know how much percent of our listeners are in that uh, in that space right now that you're doing something that you don't enjoy. Um, it's it's a sad thing, diba? Because you spend most of your time at work when you think about it, diba? Mm-hmm. You spend eight hours at work, but then after work, you spend the rest of it in traffic. Uh, how many hours in traffic? Then just a few hours before you go to sleep. So you spend majority of your time, of your awake time at work. So it is a sad thing when you're not enjoying mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, George, that if you're in a college course that you don't like, you can shift. Okay, I can't say that uh, with much conviction, with as much conviction about the job that you're not really enjoying, because a job brings brings food to the table, and uh, some, maybe some of you are forced to do jobs that you don't, you're not really passionate about, because you really need to just make money. So. If you're in this situation, this is this is what I can, I can uh, you know suggest 
number one, do, do this wisely, okay? Don't don't resign tomorrow because you have to yeah. be practical about it, okay? And then if 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 you're in a job that you're not really crazy about, I want you to know and think that this is temporary. And <clears throat> what you can do is try to gain as much experience, learn from <clears throat> from what you're doing and how you do things as a preparation for the time when you finally are offered or you finally come across a job that you really like. Because whatever you're doing now, even if it's in a job that you don't like, it's still training. And yeah. uh, oh, as, wow. as I say, Fantastic. all waiting is training. So oh, while like you're that. waiting, while you're waiting for the for your ideal job, uh, just you're just keep. Yeah, you're training. Job. Yep, that is so good. All waiting is training. Um, Bo used to say, "Everything is preparation. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, today is preparation for tomorrow, and yesterday mm-hmm. was preparation for today, and the past ten years." was preparation for tomorrow, whatever shows up. Yeah. Um, because they say, I mean, we don't, you and I are as charismatics Catholics, we don't really say luck, but a lot of, there's a saying that, that luck is the intersection of opportunity and preparation. Mm-hmm. So you can have the opportunity, but if you're not prepared for it, you, you won't, stri- you know, you won't hit the home run. You, you won't be able to seize the opportunity. Um, And I want to say, Rans, that, I've discovered because I held certain jobs in the past five years that I really struggled with, bro. As in struggled with. The funny thing is sometimes God still places me in the same situation and I wonder, Lord, what is it that you're trying to teach me? What do I need to learn? I'm not in my flow. I'm not in my zone. And I was suffering, you know, or there's a time even... You know, in ministry, there were times when God asked me to do things that I felt I wasn't succeeding in. And it was difficult for me because, parang, oh my gosh, bakit? Why am I not flying? Why am I not getting the high that I used to get? Or, But one thing I've learned is that we don't really learn anything from good times. Just as mm-hmm. you don't really learn yeah. much from success. Yeah. But the only time you learn anything is either from failure or when you do hard things. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a quote my wife sent me the other day. It goes, if you feel that you're, you know, stop telling yourself you're not qualified because you only grow when you do things that you're not qualified for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in a sense, maybe you're, you know, you're not enjoying the job you're in and I'm not saying you should stick with it and I love your advice. You know, Nothing stops you from looking for another job. But it is wise to only shift when to only let go of your current one when you have another vine to swing on, right? Mm-hmm. But but know that while you're going through anything difficult, not just at your work, but in relationships or you know even physical training, if it's difficult, that's where the growth is. When it's difficult, that's when the learning is. So you might even feel I'm in a job and I don't like it and I don't see the point, but it may not be the industry that the point. It may be sometimes. Uh, it's just the simple act of doing something or learning something that you might take on to your next job. And it has nothing to do with the industry, nothing to do with the company goal or nothing to do with the role, but just learning stuff. So I love it. While you're waiting, you're training. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Bo said 
everything is 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 preparation and i'd i'd like to add to that preparation is everything <laughs> so <laughs> so i there, there was a director who said that in the end it will everything will be uh, everything will be okay so if it's not okay then it must not be the end yet so um so you know you you don't have to retire in that job i mean you don't have to wait for retirement in that job just just try to learn as much as you can and uh, look as hard as you as hard as you can so and and when you really find that thing that you're super good at that you're in the flow if you can find a way to be paid to do that then that is the sweet spot and i i think it's something we all want to journey towards not just because it's fun or happy but it's also fulfillment but in the meantime while you're still in a difficult position ask yourself w- try to find meaning as well tibarans parang mm-hmm. okay i'm i don't i don't necessarily like what i'm doing but what does this organization contribute to or or who are the people that i'm helping make a list of who are the people that are impacted by my work in a positive way and hopefully that will you know lift your spirit and maybe even propel you to show up with a smile knowing that even if it's difficult you're still impacting others in a positive way in a positive way mm-hmm. i just want to say george in in the book of esther um Mordecai told Esther that you were made for such a time as this. Hmm. So yeah, I'd like to follow follow through what you said. That all the experiences that you will get is a preparation for your next gig or for your next stint. So uh, just be patient. Um, yeah, you know, pray about it, and uh, you know, God God will lead you to. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be spiritual or anything huh? i'm just i'm just speaking out of experience that uh, uh there are different seasons in life <laughs> and uh, yeah you you can you you can remove or you can graduate from the season just learn from it amen mm-hmm. amen Good. number five and we're almost done uh like i said there's a list of six but i love the discussion so far bro Um, and this topic is very close to my heart or close to everyone's heart because it's about relationships. <laughs> toxic oh, yeah. relationships. Toxic! 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 Re- toxic, toxic. Okay, go, go. <laughs> toxic relationships. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I don't think, Rans, we can ever take out the difficulty from relationships because relationships are hard work. And if a relationship is meaningful, there will always be hard work. If you have relationships where there's no conflict or you don't need to put much effort, I'm sure those are good and convenient relationships. But then usually the deeper relationships usually are the ones that you need to work at, like you know, keeping in touch or sharing or becoming vulnerable. But I think hand in hand it comes with a, a certain level of effort and difficulty and challenge. So I don't think we can take that away. However, there is a point where it already becomes toxic and it's already not healthy. And I don't know if we can really draw that line very clearly, but I think you would know, uh, those who are listening, if this is already not bringing you joy anymore or if it's 
changing who you are or if you're not free in this relationship, whether it's with a family member or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or even, you know, an office mate or someone you're working with or, or you know, there, those kind of relationships. What, what do you have to say about it, Renz? Um, I, I think uh, you, you're right. You, you have to work on all your relationships. But, but to answer your question, how do you know if it's toxic already? If it's zapping the energy out of you. Mm. Like relationships are supposed to make us grow and supposed to uh, make us flourish. I think that's the word. Are you flourishing in this relationship? Mm. You, you know that when you plant something, you cannot just leave it there. You have to work on it. But at least you see it flourishing but uh, when you get to that point when, where your, your relationships are, are zapping the energy out of you and it's, it's like va- a vampire uh, sucking all the blood out of you, then it must be toxic. And uh, we, have to, we have to make a decision. We have to put our foot down and, and say that, no, I'm not, I'm not going to take any of these anymore. Uh, and usually toxic relationships, they, they involve abuse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, because sometimes we are also quick to judge that someone or a person or this relationship is toxic. I think I found one way or one thing we learned is there's a difference between annoying and abusive. Mm-hmm. If you're just annoyed by the person, it's like he gets on your nerves. It may not be toxic yet, you know, mm-hmm. and you can probably avoid that person or occasions if it's really just an annoyance or maybe it's okay to be annoyed with the people you love because the truth is people are probably also annoyed with you right yeah and there's things yeah, you yeah. do yeah i was gonna people i was gonna say that you know you have to be careful also because you know in in some cases you might actually be the toxin yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. But there's a difference between annoying and abusive. And mm-hmm. if abusive is, you know, taking advantage of you, obviously if it's physical or if it's verbal abuse, those things are pretty clear. Um, you might want to check and ask yourself, is this a relationship really that you want to continue nurturing or holding on to? And can I say, Ren, sometimes it's also a, a toxic relationship. doesn't have to be with a friend or someone that you actually interact with. Mm-hmm. You might have or we might have toxic relationships with someone and the person doesn't know it or yung it's only on your side. Why? Because you have bitterness and resentment against that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a very long time, there was a person that I saw on a regular basis. Regular basis, runs, And the sight of this person made my blood boil. And lahat na lang nung gawin ng tao, mali. Parang... You're not talking about me, person, George. You're, you're not uh, talking about me. Okay, you took away the reveal. I was really going uh, okay. to build up to And his name <laughs> okay. is Randy. But no, it's yeah. not... Uh, no, it's not Randy. But, you know, I would judge this person and lahat na lang nagawin niya mali, I'd put negative meaning into it. Hindi lang yon. After interacting or seeing the person, I would end up talking about it with my wife, tuloy-tuloy and just sharing and, and ranting. And the person has no idea, no idea that I feel this way about the person. So the, the irony is, it's, it's a toxic relationship in the sense that my relationship with that person was you know, toxic. But the person actually wasn't doing anything to me. 
And mm-hmm. it could have been just because I had a negative experience with the person and I never talked to the person about it or I, uh, the, the person did something and I never forgave the person for it. There might be people in our lives like this and you don't realize that, you know, for all you know, hindi nila alam or they don't, they're not aware of it. But you, there is toxicity, but it's not anything that the person has to do anything about. The person doesn't have to say sorry or ask forgiveness. It's just a matter of you deciding to let go of the toxins. Yeah. Um, it might not even be you have to l- cut that relationship. In some cases, we need to cut toxic relationships out of our lives. But here, it may not be the relationship you need to let go of. It might just be the unforgiveness or the toxin, the toxins that are in your heart that you're not willing to let go of. But yeah. if you do, your relationship might take a turn for the better. So finally, one day, the Lord magically, miraculously, <laughs> don't know how it happened, he freed me from it. And I was able to totally say to this person, I, I forgive this person. I set this person free from blame. I actually never had a conversation with the person, but I just made a decision. I forgive. And from that pers- moment on, Wala na yung toxins because it wasn't an option. It was not an option for me to cut this person out of my life. It wasn't an option, meaning, mm-hmm. you know. But I knew that I couldn't also continue living like this. It was tiring. It was draining the life out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I pray that if anyone is experiencing the same thing, that they would be given the grace to l- let go of the toxins. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to add, George, that you, we only get what, the, what we allow um if if we allow people to abuse us if we allow people to affect us that way i i guess it's uh it's going to affect us now poison thinking about poison toxins it is only dangerous it be- only becomes dangerous when you ingest it so when you drink it yeah when you drink it or take it, it yeah yeah so so you you know if you know it's poison then <laughs> then then stay away from it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And sometimes it's no, I can be strong. Mm-hmm. We have to be smart also to know kung kaya natin o hindi, or you might need help. Or you just might mm-hmm. need time. But distancing yourself from a person if that relationship is toxic. Um might be one way for you to, you know, assess yeah. later on. If you really need to cut that person out of your life, um, may not be necessarily be a bad thing. I think it's it's hard because, you know, Jesus said we have to love everyone. But mm-hmm. just because you love everyone or love people doesn't mean that you have to stay close to them. You can decide to love them with respect. But Cutting yourself out also, or cutting this person out might also be a loving thing to do, not just for that person, but for yourself first and foremost. You have to love yourself first because before you can love others. And is it the loving thing for you to do to yourself to maintain this relationship? Because if it's not, how can you love the person as well? And you say you have to love, but you're not loving the person if it's toxic relationship. So we could go on and on about it, but then, yeah, I think... Um, yeah. From a distance, George. From a distance. You can love from a distance. 
Um, you, you know, George, itong toxic relationships, we, we can do one episode on this. Eh. Yeah. You know, you, because they're different, maybe in the next episode or in a future episode, we can talk about what kind of people are toxic people. Because uh, they're different, different ano, they're people who, who always uh, contradict you and it becomes toxic. There are people who over-patronizes you and it it can become toxic as well. So maybe you can talk about that. But how do you get rid? Don't let it affect you. It's easier said than done again, but takes practice though. There is, there is a person in my office who seemed to not like me and I don't know why. I didn't do anything to the person. Mabait siya sa lahat. Sa akin, wala siyang gana. There was a few times we would be in the elevator, just the two of us, and I would ask this person, so where are you going home? He'd, he'd answer, but he's not going to ask me where I go home. <laughs> Parang sobrang walang pakialam. When I ask things, he's like, yep. And then that's it. And I'm trying to think, wow. And so I told my wife, you know, one day I really need to talk to the person and find out what's going on. Then she goes, why do you need to? Why do you need to even? And I go, because it has to be, you know, because it's, so that will be okay. Then he goes, she goes, but maybe he's okay and you're the one who's not okay. Then I go, one day, he actually was nice to me. Then I go to my wife, to Dinah. Oh, guess what? He was nice to me. You know, I think that's the way it should be. She goes, but maybe you also have to learn to be okay that he's not nice to you. Or be okay. George, where, where, where did you meet your wife? <laughs> so full of wisdom. <laughs> yes, he's God's gift to me. But I re- that was a breakthrough for me. I'm like, wow. I should also stop trying to fix it because I need to also learn to be okay because the reality is you can't please everyone. Not everyone will like you. And maybe because I used to live in an environment or work or or thrive in an environment where I felt I was accepted, I was respected, and all of a sudden now I'm not, it was difficult for me. So that's one of the things God was trying to teach me that, hey, this person isn't disrespecting you or whatever, but he's just not crazy about you, are you okay with that? Can you take it, George? Can you learn to just be okay with it? And so since then, I stopped trying to interact with the person because I thought it was unchristian or bad to not talk to the person. Then I realized, why is it bad if the person doesn't want to talk to me? I still respect the person. When I need something from the person, I'll ask it nicely. So, Mm -hmm. you know, from then on, I was free. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped trying, and then the toxic relationship ceased. And yeah, so, yeah. Maybe George, this can can help our listeners. Uh, there's a term that you call modifiers of behavior. Um, we, we should understand that uh, people have different stories. Your story is different from mine. Your environment's different from mine, and all these contribute to a behavior. Uh, or um, maybe a behavioral response from me. So here, here's what, what helped me a lot. Uh, I, I started to think and I tried to understand or I tried to give reasons why this person would act irrationally, etc. Uh, because it could be affected by his situation. We don't know what he's going through. We don't know that uh, he's about to lose his job or we don't know that he had a fight with his wife. We, we don't know. All these things that we don't know um, can, can, can lead a person to act in a, in a specific way. And uh, so, so it's, it's, I think it's beyond our pay grade to judge. 
because we really do not know. Um, so, you know, so we, we can stay away from that person without judgment. It's mm-hmm. different if you stay away and then you you think about so yes. about that person. because that that's still toxic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. There. So and a lot of times we expect the person to change for the toxic relationship to be all right, but a lot of times it's actually just up to us like what you said, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's either you act on it, walk away, or you change how you perceive the situation. Because that's yeah. within your power. Because we can't make people change. We can't make them want us, respect us, or love us. There's nothing you can do to make a person relate to you the way you want them to. Um, like you said, you can only accept what they take or not. But in the end, you are only in control of yourself and what mm-hmm. you do and what you choose. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are close to me now but it didn't start out that way you know they saw me as someone who's you know i don't smile and someone who's who's mayabang haughty uh but you know but through the years they they find out that i'm a really nice person generous nice very kind courteous. perfect and <laughs> <laughs> And and now and now that we're we're such we're, we're good friends, uh, <laughs> but uh, there I just wanted to say that that I'm really nice. I'm, yeah, you know, I I noticed how you took the effort, uh, how you set it up, really, so you just you could say how yeah, great a yeah. person you are. And I agree, yep. I agree, Ron. Yeah. So, you know, oh, oh yeah, George, gonna, stop it, stop it, George. Yeah, I I just stop it. Toxic here, ah. so I'm just gonna go along with it. <laughs> Last thing. That we're going to okay. talk about today is unhealthy habits. Oh, inako habits. Oh my gosh. Bad habits, you mean? Mm-hmm. Bad habits. George, they, 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 uh, wait, let, 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 let me just define a habit. A habit is something that you do regularly. And mm-hmm. uh, how, do you, how do you get rid of bad habits? Um, like uh, sleeping late. You know, uh, bad habit is uh, eating the, uh, not eating the, not eating healthy food, or, or the habit of uh, maybe watching too much TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, how do you get rid of that, George? I know I, I did, Bo always, yeah. No, 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 I was gonna say I don't have bad habits, so maybe you're the best person <laughs> to answer less, no. that. <laughs> well, in that case, then I'm the best person to answer it. Yeah, you're true. <laughs> no, I, I learned while I'm struggling with a lot of bad habits, during the times in my life where I was successful in breaking bad habits, I realized that one of the solutions, it's two solutions or two things that would help. In the end, you have to replace a bad habit with a good habit. You can't just stop doing something because, you know, if you say stop, stop smoking, the brain is wired to focus, you know, on um, on smoking rather than stop. Mm-hmm. You're thinking more about the smoking so, like, for example, now, if I tell you, Rand, don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of it. Do not think of it. I mean, what are you thinking of right now? <laughs> uh, an elephant. That's pink. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. I mean, the chances are. So if I want you to stop thinking of a pink elephant, I can't tell you to stop thinking or do not think because you're going to think, this is what I want you to do right now. Can you imagine a green frog? You just think of a green frog. Can you see the green frog? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Did you think of the pink elephant? No. So, so instead of telling a person to not do something, the, 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 I've, I've discovered the brain works better when you give a positive command and tell them to think of something that will inevitably take the place of that negative thing that they're doing. So, yeah. Parang, yeah. You know, um, in other words, also focus on the dream. Uh, focus on the dream and what you want to become, what you want to achieve. And not just on the dream, but on the steps that you need to take. You have to visualize the steps. But in the end, if you want to break, let's say, a smoking habit, it's hard to keep saying, stop smoking, stop smoking, stop smoking. You have to replace it with something else. For example, if you're always smoking after a meal, then you form a different habit. Say after hey, a coffee and a jog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean something that's less damaging, I guess, no? Or something that you're okay that you feel yeah. is all right. I mean, some people call coffee an addiction, other people's don't. But yeah. yeah, let's take that example. Instead of saying I'm gonna stop smoking, uh, after you eat, take a cup of coffee. And you form that habit, or you go for a jog. Mm-hmm. Or something else, then you form it, and hopefully it will take the place of you know not just when what you do, but when you would do it or where you would do it. I mean, it's it's not the clearest example, but if you get what I'm trying to say, that a, a bad habit has to be replaced with a good habit, and yeah. Um, yeah, so you need to in the process form a good habit that will eventually overtake or overpower. And, and- and George, they say that it, uh, if you do something consistently, uh, continuously uh, for 21 days, then it becomes a habit. So, again, I, you know, you, you said that you cannot get rid of a bad habit. You 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 just have to adopt new habits. Uh, so, 21 days, do something consistently for for 21 days because successful people do things consistently. Uh, wait, successful people do consistently what other people will do occasionally. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem sleeping early, runs, and that's the truth. And the more I focus on stop staying up late, stop staying up late, it just never worked. I tried to form a habit, a very simple habit, and it actually didn't it wasn't focused on the sleeping. It was something else. I just said, at 9 o'clock, I'm going to put my phone on the ledge, not in the bedroom, but on the ledge of the kitchen. I'm going to leave it there. And and that act of just trying to leave it there at 9 o'clock had the positive consequences. Because I didn't have my phone, I wasn't scrolling, I wasn't on Facebook while I was in bed. And then I, in turn, slept earlier. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I wasn't even focused on sleep early, sleep early. I was just focused on forming a good habit that resulted in helping me overcome a bad habit or breaking that bad habit. So mm-hmm. there's, it's a hack in a way. Are there good habits that you can form which will help you defeat the bad habit without necessarily focusing on the bad, without focusing on the bad habit? So instead of 
saying, I gotta sleep early, sleep early. It was more of, oh, it's 9 o'clock, I gotta put my phone aside. Now, I've succeeded at this, but I also failed again, and now I'm trying to establish it back. But I found that it was more effective than me trying to monitor the clock and say, well, it's 9, I have to be in bed already. Because what was keeping me up at late at night was my phone, was watching Netflix or was looking through shorts and 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 YouTube uh, clips and all of that. So, mm-hmm. so there. It, it it also takes discipline. Uh, my son, he's eleven years old. Um, recently started this habit. He decided on, uh, by himself. He decided to sleep early and then wake up early the next day. So he set the alarm at seven a.m. Even if he's on vacation, and uh, He'll wake up at seven, and then he'll be in his uh, in his room. Mean I mean study room. Uh, before eight, he'll have breakfast, and then he'll be there before eight, and then he'll do either watch a video, play computers, or study. And he's been doing that for a couple of weeks now. And you know what? He he's I I, I guess it's already a habit for him. Um, and now he's changed his habit, his study habits. Um, he started with playing in the morning uh, and then taking breaks and then studying for, uh, he's going to take uh, entrance exams. So, but, but now he already changed everything that he starts at 8 a.m. studying and then he only plays after he studied. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's a habit. Again, he started to do that weeks ago, but he was consistent. He'd fail, he'd fail, but the next day he'd, he'd, he'd start again. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, very good. Now that's great for someone young and, and because he has your guidance and all of that. I think one thing that makes it difficult for someone who's old or older, and like a lot of our listeners, probably because I realized when there's a bad habit or an addiction, you also tend to focus on the good that it's giving you. For example, good food, uh, food that's not healthy, you're not eating it because it's unhealthy. You're eating it because it tastes good. Mm-hmm. For smokers, for example, they're not smoking because it's bad for them. They smoke because it brings a certain relief. It either relaxes them or gives them downtime. Or some people even like the the sensation of the smoke. Drinking, same, um, because it either makes you feel good or it numbs you or it makes you forget a problem. We're always rationalizing because we're focused on the good it brings. But that good, what you have to question is, is it really good? Um, because for as long as you're convinced that a bad habit is doing you good, you'll never be able to give it up because you're focused on the good. Why? Because we're good people. We do what's good for ourselves. We don't hurt ourselves intentionally. We, we wouldn't cut, you wouldn't cut your hand intentionally. That's very clear. But when it's an addiction... You're, you know, um, because cutting your hand, uh, unless you're a masochist, um, uh, cu- cutting your hand, there's nothing clearly good about that. So you wouldn't do it. But eating something that's not healthy, there is something that looks good <laughs> or you think mm-hmm. is good. But uh, pornography or anything else, you're focused on what's good, what your body or your mind thinks is good. What you need is the grace of the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, it's hey, it's actually not good. 
The mm-hmm. truth is it's not good. And that truth will set you free because you actually won't do it anymore because it's not good for you. But only when you realize, you know, so for, 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 uh, for anyone to give up a bad habit, they have to first realize how it's hurting themselves and hurting the people around them. And that's probably a good start also to realize or at least one way to not go back to the bad habit because if you're only focused on the good that it brings, then it's very easy to backslide. Or, But when you mm-hmm. really take stock and take into account, wait, this is what's going to happen. It's going to hurt these people. It's going to hurt me. I'm going to end up like this at this age. How many years? Do I really want that? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, use that to propel you to go in the other direction. It, I agree it's easier said than done, but hopefully it, it helps. Yeah, Scripture tells us that uh, we, sh- we, sh- we must not grow weary of doing good, doing well, that we must not surrender in the fight. So it's, 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 a, it's always a struggle. So always, there's also the ba- battle, uh, but uh, we're fighting from victory, not for victory. Amen. Yeah, but reality is, you know, there are people talaga, you know, it's, it's like the song, I'm addicted to you, baby, because you're a hard habit to break. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, because the, the, let's close with this question, Rans. What happens, diba? What happens if, or how do you stay on track? Let's say you're able to get out of debt, uh, declutter your life, uh, find the right course or find the right job or, or let go of the toxic people, certain toxic relationships and break a few bad habits. But how do you stay on track, you know? Um, or what happens when it happens again? <laughs> um, you know, so what do you do? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't look... Uh... Okay, instead of looking at how far you are from your goal, just look how far you've come. Right on. Um, like, like Peter, when Jesus asked him to walk on water, he kind of focused on how far Jesus still was from him or how far he was still from Jesus. But I wonder what, what would have happened if he saw that he, he was able to take a few steps already. So a focus on... And don't focus on perfection. Focus on progress. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll help you. And I, I love that because the truth is even healthy people, even healthy people need to detox. Yeah. Once in a while. Like yeah, I know, I know, I know. I need they have, to detox. They have, yeah. <laughs> even if they have a great body and whatever, they still do go through the detox. Even just once a year, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that is because no matter what you do, the toxins still find their way into your system one way or the other. So again, I love what you said. Not perfection, but progress. You know that you've been able to conquer. And that progress gives you the confidence that you can do it again. So once in a while or periodically or regularly, detox again. Let go again. Yeah. General cleaning again. I mean, you don't just brush your teeth once a month. You do it every day. You don't clean your. Oh, I, I do. I do it twice a month, George. <laughs> okay, yeah, not just once. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you're better off than <laughs> my son. <laughs> I was gonna say 
I was gonna say you don't clean your car just once a month, but the truth is, uh, my car, I think I haven't cleaned it for a month. But then, <laughs> but then you gotta do it regularly. And just because it gets dirty doesn't mean you say, uh, I won't do it anymore. You keep at it precisely because life is messy. <laughs> Reality is there's toxic stuff floating all around. Um, finances it's it's hard to stay on top of it uh clutter you do eventually acquire things um you might end up in a job or in a role or 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 a course and things will get difficult difficulty is something we can't escape people come and go in our lives but the more new people come the more potential there is for toxic people and and habits yeah we backslide or it you know but so we do it again we do yes slow by slow george (laughs) <laughs> As Omi would say, slow by slow, dahan dahan lang. Uh, Amen. Yep. Amen. Wow. Let's pray, brad, brad, brother, <laughs> brother. Okay, okay, brother George. <laughs> it's very late over here. <laughs> okay, just I, I guess George, uh, you know, to end, let's just pray for for all our listeners, for for all of us who struggle. <laughs> <laughs> struggle with bad habits. Ah, ah, yes, I will pray for you. Maybe I should perfect. pray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really for George, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all of us who struggle with debt, with, you know, trying to get uh, our lives decluttered from, the, uh, you know, also to free us from the things, our situations that are not ideal for us and for those who have toxic relationships and... Uh, for those who have really, really deadly habits. So let's come before the Lord and uh, let's remember that we are in the presence of God in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for always pointing out the things that we have to improve on. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that guide us and lead us. We uh, claim... Um, scriptural lord god that we are more than conquerors in christ jesus that we can conquer these negative things we can break free from these toxic things father we uh um just will try to obey what you said that on that in in scripture that what is good what is pure what is perfect that we should set our eyes on them help us focus on the one that matters most help us to focus on Jesus and win over these bad habits, O oh God, and win over these extra things that weigh us down so that we will focus on you, dear Jesus, the one who really matters most. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, Lord. Amen. And Lord, we pray for those who are in financial debt. Pray that you give them the wisdom, financial literacy, and the courage to Stop borrowing for wants and to not spend beyond their means. And also, I pray that you send supernatural provision for them to get out of debt uh, and only be in healthy debt so that they continue to move forward without being burdened financially um, with debts that don't help them advance financially lord i pray for those who have a hard time letting go of things materially for unable to declutter their lives that they would have the courage to just let go first 
so that the feeling of detachment will follow. Pray that um, you would bless people through their generosity if they're able to give things that will help or bless other people more than if they stayed in their possession. I pray for people who are in the wrong quote unquote, the wrong course, or not happy or unsure about what they want to do in life or in a job where they don't feel fulfilled. I pray, Lord, that while they are waiting, you continue to train them and they still become students and learners and absorb all the lessons that life is teaching them in this difficult moment while they are journeying towards that job or that course or that you know occupation where they will be totally fulfilled. I pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we pray for those who are in toxic in toxic relationships. Yes, Lord. Lord, this this was not your original design. I pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding. That there will be unity, that there will be harmony in the family, in our relationships among our friends. Father, I pray for those who are suffering from toxic relationships. Yes, Lord. That you will give them the grace to hold out until the end and to see that there is hope because we believe in you. And I pray for those who are causing these toxic relationships. I pray that your Holy Spirit will just enlighten them and move them to do the right thing. And uh, we trust, Lord God, that you're hearing our prayers now. We pray for those who have unhealthy habits. Um, As we focus on how good you are and as we focus on your grace and in your enabling power. Um, Father, may we uh, get rid of these and may we be set uh, that may we be set free from from all these habits that will not that, that does not glorify you. And even now, Lord, we thank you because we know that you're slowly working on us. And we believe, Lord God, that a day will come when uh, we would all have been changed by your love and by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. Amen. All this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank, Amen. You, thank you. Thank you, George. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone who listened. And we, we hope you picked something up that will help you make decisions in your life. And once again, if you haven't heard our previous episodes, please do and watch out for our 13th episode coming out. Ooh, ooh la la. <laughs> coochie, coochie. All right. Thank you so much. Um, again, um, please, please uh, watch our uh, 11 episodes or the 11. Watch. Yeah. God bless you, Andy. All right. Thank you, George. God bless you. Thank you to the team. Thank you, guys. God bless. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you like this episode of Take Note, please don't forget to follow our podcast channel, whichever platform you're listening from. And you can also join us on our Facebook podcast community group where we can do post-episode discussions. Just search Take Note Podcast on Facebook and you'll see us there. Also, subscribe to Feast TV's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash official, where you can also find the video version of this podcast. Speaking of finding our podcast, we have new episodes every first Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. So catch us on our next upload.